You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. You're tuned in to the Hats, Tats, and Stats Spring Break College Takeover. Now let's get back to Bold Claim Ben and the boys in the Dirty Elf. What's going on, folks? Welcome to this week's very special edition of Hats, Tats, and Stats, episode 122. Hats, Tats, and Stats is a championship-caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York. And we are in the great lands of Alfred, New York, for, I believe, the fourth or fifth week in a row again, so... They just keep on trusting me, and it's not a good situation because we got really chaotic last week. Um, I'm back here with Ling Ling, Corey, Solera, uh, Teets, Clayton, Teeter, and we got the new uh, nickname for Nate Marrero, Micro Marrero. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a lot that has happened in this past week uh, in the NFL world. Um, Lamar's, the Lamar situation went from weird to, like, weirder. Um, the Jets are making a lot of moves, not named Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's let's start with that. Clayton, let's, let's hear about that. Um, you guys are making a lot of good moves. I'm gonna laugh my ass off if he retires. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I I mean, regardless of Aaron Rodgers, I for the first time in my life, it's nice to see them actually doing something, taking chances. I mean, McCole Hardman's who I feel like we all get in Madden, so that's that's super exciting to see. Him on the street. That's yeah. all you need to do. Yeah, just. Um, but I've been seeing a lot of um, a lot of people saying that that deal is going to be finally made at the the owners meeting. So, I'm, I'm hoping that? it's coming up soon. I, I don't know exactly when it is, but it, I'll have to look it up while someone else is talking. But I, I really hope that it just happens already. Cause so, like, the last time we were recorded, it was a, literally one day before he went on the uh, Pat McAfee podcast. And I was like, damn, dude, I wish we had the information. And then I, we all watched the podcast, and it turns out, really nothing happened. No. There was a little bit of information, but it was basically just Aaron Rodgers saying, I don't want to be a Packer anymore. I plan to be a Jet, but no one has figured this yeah, shit out. Yeah, but it's up to the organization, which really all it is is two teams. The Jets don't want to give up anything, and the, the Packers want more than the Jets want to give up. But both teams know that they don't have leverage on each other. The Packers know that Rodgers isn't going to come back, so you can't really get too much for him. And the Jets need a quarterback, so the Packers are trying to get that. So it's just a stalemate. Yeah. I'm sure something will ha- come about, but for now... So notable additions for you, uh, re-signing Ty Johnson, McCole Hardman, uh, Alan Lazard. So you are definitely boosting up your wide receiving core, but you also traded away uh, Elijah Moore. Um, you added uh, Wes Schweitzer, um, Solomon Thomas re-signed, which was huge for you guys. Yep. Uh, Quincy Williams re-signed. 
uh, you acquired Chuck Clark, yep. great name, and Chuck you re-signed uh, you, your punter and kicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love a lot of those signings, and I've been looking more into the, the Chuck Clark trade, which we got for a seventh-round pick, and that That's dude, a steal. Yeah, he and he doesn't miss games either. He's one of those dudes that always plays. I think the Jets posted some of his like eighty some odd games in a row he's played. So I I'm I'm super I, I'm excited for him. We definitely need some some more players at safety, so what about the Zeke news? I'm not happy about it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that the Bills are no longer in that situation because there are a lot of – it It was basically a lot of people were um, lobbying for him to go to the Bills or even a lot of people were thinking that was the direction he might have gone. Um, but that was that was also something new that's happened. Um, it was like right after we finished our podcast he got released. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that news was – the teams that he's narrowed it down to. So he still must think he's that stud from 2018 that thinks he's one of the best running well, backs in the league. He's probably got to well, have some kind of and, office. He's going to decide the And the, the team narrowing down thing is not always accurate. I mean, you look at OBJ, he's narrowed his team down to like five different times. Yeah. And um, It's the teams he wants to I, go to. That I remember when J.J. Watt was about to sign – Everyone thought he narrowed his team down to the Bills, Packers, and Steelers, and then he ended up going to the Cardinals. Yeah. So, like, it's not guaranteed it's the NFL at the end of the day. It's a business, so um, the team that's going to sign him is going to sign him. Right. I still but, don't want him. I really don't think that Yeah, I would not like him. He's too fat. Yeah, he, bye-bye. He's, no. he's done. That's I mean, time we just re-signed Ty Johnson, and we still have Brees Hall, and... Michael Carter still there. We're not going. To Honestly, go out, out of season. all the teams that uh, in our friend group that I feel like he might fit on would be a backup role for the Broncos. Dog, we don't need any more running backs. We have so many. It's not even. It's who we have. Samaji Pirine. We uh, have Javante Williams. Well, we he's gonna be your. He's gonna be your RB one. Who? Javante Williams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know why we have four pretty good running backs on our. That's because that's we the state. Look, they all got hurt. That's Most the state of, of the hurt. NFL. I understand that, but I forgot. Because exactly. the running backs are a dime a dozen, and like, if you look at any roster, you'll find somebody who was really good two, three years ago sitting at the back of your depth chart. I mean, for the longest time, I remember we've always had one veteran running back on our roster who was one somebody. We had Chris Johnson. Uh, for a time, oh, yeah. uh, we had Frank Gore. Um, like we've always had someone who used to be like uh, T.J. Yeldon was on our roster for the longest oh, time. Um, crap, we had. Uh, I feel like we have like three vets on our team though. I'm, yeah. I'm well, you. I don't think you guys us. re-signed Mike Boone. Did you? No, we didn't re-sign him. But I was thinking of uh, like Latavius Murray. We have. Yeah. Marlon Mack. Latavius Murray, Samaje Pirine, Javante Williams. Like, that's a hell of a fucking offense. Like, if you want to run, like, a quintuple option. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. Other than Javante Williams, those guys are all kind of washed now. I mean, yeah. There's no longevity at the running back position. Those are all, at most, backups on every team in the NFL right now. So so you guys, you guys made, uh, the Broncos yeah. I'm referring to, um, you guys made a lot of moves at the beginning of the uh, free agent period, 
and you've kind of just been sitting back since. And I think that's a good option. Um, I think your biggest focus right now should be on the draft. Um, you signed Jared Stidham to a two-year, $10 million contract when there was that big push on uh, backup quarterbacks. You got Samaji Pirine. Um, you signed a deal for a fullback. That's cool. Um, I don't really know. I don't, but... Uh, Chris Manhurts uh, signed a contract. If you guys, he's pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, ben Powers is like also that. really good. Four years, $52 million. Mike McGlinchey, oh, yeah. also a big deal. Five years, $87.5 million, including 50 guaranteed. Uh, Zach Johnson, three years, 45 dollars um, yeah. Nah. <laughs> Did I say Zach Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Zach Allen? Zach Allen. Oh, no. I'm never going to forgive myself for that one. Yeah, but I like all of those signings. Like, Yeah, you, you got get, good signings. Um, and get a good caliber lineman, you might have to spend some money, especially and, with Powers and McGlinchey. Like, those are two pretty good guys who have pretty... Like pretty good. Your pedigrees. your new owners are your, rich. Yes, your new <laughs> your new owners are rich, and they are right now in the mindset of let's buy a Super Bowl, which is not not a bad way to look at it. Um, now this is me who has seen the AFC East for years. There is some downfalls to trying to buy a Super Bowl, and I am referring to Clayton. Because you guys seem to be a big free agent market no matter what. Uh, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I feel like you guys have signed a bunch of free agents claiming to, like, take that next step and it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, we're always signing those guys that are, like, just a step past their... Prime? Yeah. Like, I feel like C.J. Mosley was that. Yeah. I mean, he's been a great leader on the defense, though. Yeah. Like, he was our captain and... I mean, he just won, like, team MVP, like, a couple of years ago, and, I mean, I don't, I don't know, that definitely, like, we're not signing the superstars or anything, like, we did that with Le'Veon Bell, like, but that was back when everyone was, like, it was a, a joke if you went to the Jets, now it seems like everyone wants to go to the Jets right now with the chance of playing with Rodgers on that. That was, and that's, that's a big difference is because, like, I... I remember when that was a difference with the Bills when they finally started winning games. That was a huge switch in our free agent yeah. because it was a struggle to actually get free agents to right. want to play in Buffalo. Well, like it's impossible to find people that actually want to play there. Like it sucks seeing like people tweet at um at different players that are free agents like go to the Jets and with other teams, they just, like, ignore it. But with the Jets, it, for, like, a few years, it was, like, they would literally retweet and laugh at those tweets because it was laughable to go play yeah. with the Jets. I feel like that's how, like, people think about the Knicks or what the Knicks used to be. That's because what, literally, Antonio Brown did to the Bills. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was right before we traded for Diggs. He literally just laughed. He was like, fuck yep. the Bills. I ain't going there. Oh, I remember that. that yeah. Didn't the Bills try the trade? Yeah, we, we tried to trade for him. I mean, Thank God you did. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at him now. Yeah. Is he still on house arrest? Are they trying to arrest him? I, I don't know. They dropped the him? charges. But he's, I, doing, he's doing stuff and things. He's not. He just doesn't have a brain <laughs> anymore. I mean, if you see the Twitter video. I mean, you know, oh. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to not talk about that part. <laughs> if you want to talk about buying a Super Bowl too, I mean, go back to 2015. 
that's why Denver's been in shit for the past seven yeah. years. You know, we got Peyton. I mean, I loved having Peyton Manning and watching him play in orange and blue. Like that was awesome. But oh like, no, that was the definition of buying a Super Bowl because as soon as you guys got um, Manning, it's almost exactly like what's going down in New York right now, where there was just a flood of players that they they got trying to make that push. And it's it's the same uh, with the Bucks, and it was the same recently with the Rams. No, the Rams is going the so Rams, far downhill. Rams really screwed themselves. But I'll ask I'll, I'll ask you guys: Would you would you get a Super Bowl just for that? Absolutely. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like I don't I don't see the Rams are I don't see the Rams as a bad guy in this situation. They might be going into a deep rebuild. And they, they might be in trouble for a lot of years down the road, but they still got a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, like, what's the end goal in the NFL? It's not to to be pretty good for a long period of time. It's to win a Super Bowl. get to the top of that mountain and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, if that means that for the next few years you suck ass, okay. I don't At think, At least I suck yeah. ass with a championship. Uh, I mean, the I, Eagles is another... Uh, they went all in for a Super Bowl, came up short. And yeah, just lost. Uh, yeah, we're they looking at it right now. Free agents that, and they lost. I think. I think they've lost. They've like lost six. a lot. Yeah, they've lost. But but that's the other thing that like I'm thinking about is there. There's a couple different philosophies on uh, trying to win football games and trying to win championships, and a lot of people, a lot of teams try to go with the New England approach of building the culture and building a team within and trying to sustain winning for a long period of time. Um, and that could work in some cases. And as of right now, I feel like there's a lot of frustrated Bills fans because we went for that ideology and we're not successful. And there's the other ideology of fuck it, we ball. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get a Super Bowl. We'll be back in five, six years. I mean, crap, the Eagles literally did that. You guys had a Super Bowl winning team, sold house, Jalen Rager, came back, and went to another Super Bowl. I can name another team who did exactly the same team, uh, same thing, the 49ers. The 49ers of Colin Kaepernick went to a Super Bowl, absolutely sold house, and then got back within what five six years? Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, and uh, when were they? What they went in twenty twelve. So that's a, a seven a seven year span. That's not bad. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're not the, talking about the forty ers of old with Joe Montana. Like, be yeah, like the Lions and never win a game in the postseason. Yeah. I think they've won yeah, one, they've won like one or two, but like they've so. they've never been to the Super Bowl before, uh, which is really embarrassing because they're the oldest team to do that. Yeah. I think there's a couple of teams that haven't done it, like the Jaguars and the Texans, but, but those new. yeah they're more uh, recent. Well, you got expansion teams. You gotta think too, like being on a like having a team that's historically bad, like the Lions. It's even harder to get players to come play for you when you don't have any championships to back up. I mean, it's like it's like recruiting in college. Like, you're being recruited by two teams. Are you going to go to the team that has all these championships that they present you with? They're like, we've won our conference. 
like these years. Yeah, that you... that depends on the argument. I mean, obviously, I I think there's a lot to say about uh, the recruiting process of college and and the uh, pros as well. But like, like I know for me personally, I obviously wanted to win. Yeah. But at the same time, I needed a, a place that had the right fit and had everything that I needed. Right. I, I feel like that's the same situation with a lot of these free agents. Obviously, they want to win, but some of these guys don't have the luxury of going to a team that is guaranteed to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. A lot of them just want money. That's and that's fair. You, Get your yeah, bag. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Because, I mean, you can't play football forever. Yeah. But you so. always, I always, it's, it's crazy because maybe it's a place of me not having money. But it, it, I always think, man, if I went to the NFL, I wouldn't be going for these big contracts just so I can get other people to play. Yeah. And I think about that, but at the same time, like these players, it's not really about the money, but it kind of is at the same time. It's about, it's more of a respect thing. It's more of a, hey, I am the best guy at this position. I deserve to be paid like that. Well, sometimes these guys are doing it for generational wealth too. Like they're yes. doing it to support, like not just themselves, but a lot more like their families. So, like Austin Eckler, for example, that whole situation, the way he quoted it was, "I'm being paid for product, uh, like the way I'm producing. I am not nearly getting paid enough for what I'm producing, right. and that makes sense. Yeah. Like I understand that, and at the same time." looking at the big picture, you want sustained team success, you're going to have to start making pay cuts. Yeah. It's tough. It's it is, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. And I right. agree with the respect thing, because it's like, okay, I'm willing to take a pay cut, but is the next guy going to take a pay cut? Because I want to keep winning, and I want to keep playing with these guys, but is, the, is somebody else in the, the locker room going to do the same thing for me, or is it you know, it might still have that cutthroat kind of yeah. environment in the even in the locker room that you might be building a good culture, but you know, there's still kind of that baseline feeling that throughout the organization. But also, like when you're talking about the Detroit Lions, I feel like Dan Campbell's doing a really good job building a culture, and like listening to that guy makes you want to run through a wall. So, like, I feel like that's been really good. Oh, 100 percent. He's he's a players' coach. Detroit. Oh yeah. yeah. It's one of the first things we talked about, I think. Yeah. The culture yeah. and stuff. And uh, I know I talked to my brother about this, and um, I know you guys don't really follow too much of hockey, but I I kind of relate to the Sabres, to the uh, Detroit Lions of this past year, where, um, like, it's a very, very young team. Almost, it also kind of like the Jets at the same point. They were like a mixture of the Jets and the uh, Lions. Very good team at the beginning of the season. Really folding at the end. Kind of fan favorites throughout the entire season. Like a lot of people are like looking at them and like, damn, I really wish the Sabres made the playoffs league-wide. Yeah. Um, but just not nearly enough talent and enough power to get to that next level and it it begs the question what and this is for all sports what do you need to make that next step to get to that next level of getting to the playoffs or even getting to 
a Super Bowl or a Stanley Cup or a World Series. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like hockey is kind of like baseball in that respect. Like you could have, you know, you know, five All Stars on the ice, but then you got to think about shift lengths. And you can't have those guys always on the ice. Yeah, I mean, but, like the average shift is about thirty seconds. Um, most of your ice time leaders are your best defensemen. So, like, uh, Darlene, uh for the Sabres will play about 20 to 25 minutes a game, and it's a 60-minute game. I mean, but what I was, like, also talking about with comparing it to baseball is, like, you could be the best people that, like, on paper, but if you don't show up to play, I guess it's the same thing in all sports. I shouldn't just say baseball, but I feel it's, like... Yeah, so like if you don't show up to play, you're not gonna win, and especially that's true. Oh, you so can have it's, this. This is like yeah, a you can say the Yankees. Uh, this is this is kind of like an all aspects of life thing, um, and it's kind of something that my parents taught me, because uh, my father was a coach in multiple sports, um, and my mom was a band and chorus teacher. You're only as good as your best player, yeah. so like in like a band or chorus regard. Um, if if your worst player, like if your worst uh, musician, is semi decent, then you're gonna sound semi decent. If your worst player on the field, like that's that's a thing. And obviously, there's different like. How do I say this? Um, there's like a different price almost, like importance like a quarterback's role is obviously a lot more important than anything else but um offensive line if you don't have a good offensive line does it matter how good your quarterback is mm, sometimes sometimes not i mean crap the the bills have been really struggling on offensive line we've made it really we've made it far the past few years with a bad offensive line because Josh Allen is amazing, but could we do a lot better if we had an offensive line for sure? But when I thought you guys had like your best offensive line play, that's when Josh was able to sit in the pocket for like ten seconds and yeah. then make plays downfield. Like that's why he was having such a great season. But you know, you just got to show up. And I feel like the more people you have on the field, the more you can lean on each other. If like you're not having the greatest game, but you know, the less players you have, like hockey it just shows up way more. Yeah, and that's that's like a ratio thing, right? Like yeah. you got 11 you got 11 guys on the field for football at a time and if one guy uh doesn't do his assignment, there's a what 1 in 11 chance that something goes wrong. If one guy uh on the ice does something bad, there's a 1 in a 5 chance something goes the wrong way. So like yeah, and I, I think that's why um, hockey, there's definitely a little bit more luck and chance um, put into that, like lucky bounces and all that. But that's also where you can see guys like Connor McDavid expose the whole league. Sometimes, oh God, so sometimes you can just have a guy that absolutely torches everybody else. I mean, as of right now, like and I, I'm saying this as in general, people need to start watching hockey just for Connor McDavid, because people don't understand that he is probably the best athlete 
in the world at his sport in the world right now. There is no one close to Connor McDavid. He is unbelievable. He is faster. He is stronger. He is more creative than anybody else in the entire NHL right now. So, is he from the U.S.? No, he's Canada. God damn it. Why do they have the good ones? (laughs) They're all ice there. Yeah, so, well, here's here's another point. Um, The... Baseball just had their, like, World Cup. World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic, right? So we've seen that. Uh, has baseball been in the Olympics recently, too, or no? Yes. I don't yeah? Know. Yeah, they... Uh, I think it just... It was either in the last... I think it was in the last one. Yeah. Someone might have to look that up real quick. But I know that they're putting it in really soon. So, so there's that, obviously. They just did the Classic. Even lacrosse has done a World Cup of lacrosse. Um, football obviously you can't do that American football at least because Americans would kill everybody and then the Canadians would also kill everybody but also be a lot worse than the Americans (laughs) Uh. World Cup soccer is obviously the biggest thing across the world and everything the thing that kills me right now is we have not seen the NHL play in World Cup or World Action, international play, since 2015, 2016. Well, isn't it because they can't, aren't they only allowed, aren't they only allowed to take college kids now? Yeah, so, well, that's because of the NHL. Yeah. This is, this is an NHL rule. They, um, the last time the NHL was in the Olympics, I believe it was either, I think it was 2012. Let me let me search this up. Baseball won't be coming back to the Olympics until 2028. I didn't. They, I think it was supposed to come back in 2024, but I didn't go into depth on why it's not coming back. Which sucks. They probably because, couldn't figure all the details out. Yeah. Well, I mean, watching the World Baseball Classic was really awesome because, like, I mean, look at the Czech Republic team. You had a history teacher. I forgot who their pitcher, but struck out Shohei Otani, and I think he was a history teacher. Yeah, like they just had like weird jobs. They were just a bunch of dads that were like, "Let's just go play baseball. Let's go play in the world yeah. baseball class." So like, that that's the thing. So NHL has last competed in the Olympics in 2014, and then they had the World Cup of Hockey in like 2015, 2016. We have not seen Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid play together. In a World Cup of Hockey, that would be nuts. They should. Uh, That's they, what I'm they saying. Should let them do it. The other, the other, should let them play. The other di- thing about, oh. the other thing about Olympic hockey that is different than normal hockey is the the rink is bigger, so there is more space. When you get more space, it allows for better passing. It allows for Connor McDavid to absolutely skate around everybody like it is more exciting the fact that we have not seen that yet in what six seven years is such a disappointment and we're losing out on some of the greatest years of international hockey that we can probably see i mean how many more years of alex ovechkin are we going to get for team russia two 
I, I know Russia has um, a really good professional uh, league, but it's nowhere nowhere near the... I guess it's kind of the same caliber as the NHL. But in that regard, we have not seen Patrick Kane play with TJ Oshie, Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel, like the Tuchuk brothers. I would love to see a modern-day Team USA play right now. Yeah. Uh, but they don't really have a goalie, um, kind of like the Sabres. Um, but Uka Pekalukinen <laughs> is not American. You say <laughs> say that name again and no, tell me that no, he's American. No, he's on the Sabres. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's well, the kid he's that they just signed. Uh, Devin Levi, he's going to be sweet. He was like, what did they sign him, like three days after he graduated or like finished? Yeah, uh, well, they signed him three days he after. He high school? No, no college, college. college. They signed him three days after they got knocked out uh, and their season ended. Um, but that's that's the thing. He's been on the Sabres roster technically for the last two years. He's been our prospect. We have his rights, but we never signed an official contract with him. Um, where did he, he go? Where is he from? What where is he from? What school is he from? Um, he went to Northeastern... Yeah, it's it's a red and black team. Um, they were really good because of him. A lot of people are calling him the next coming of Ryan Miller, who is the um, most winning American goalie, which also brings me back to the last time there was really good Olympic hockey. I remember third grade so specifically this Olympics, the 2008 Beijing Olympics, because oh, I remember, I, I remember how good hockey that was. I remember in elementary school, the day's almost over. Team USA is absolutely bum fucking Sweden, Sweden, and they're calling out every single goal on the PA system, and it's like, oh, Kane scored his fourth goal. TJ Oshie got another, and then like. I'm, like, on the bus with, like, a lot of anticipation, run to my neighbor's house, turn on the game. It's, like, 10 to 2. I'm, like, this is great. Like, that's the peak hockey, and we're losing out on a lot of that. And we're just getting subpar Olympic hockey. And I think you're also going to start losing a lot of interest in hockey. And that's the NHL. At the end of the day, hockey is such a fun sport to watch. But the NHL is such a dog shit league. They are awful with management. Their health team, or whatever they called, like all their suspensions are absolute dog shit. There hasn't been anything good to come out of the NHL in the last five years. Gary Bettman has. No, something has good come out. Yeah? Yeah, they're. Fanatics is making the Yeah, trailers. Fanatics. Yeah, I can't wait. They're going to look like my freaking high school jerseys. Uh, who's or making the jerseys? Fanatics. Uh, well, no, right now, yeah. Adidas. Yeah. Wow, okay. And honestly, if you look at the NHL right now, I think the NHL might have the best uniforms in all of sports. And I'll say this because they got rid of a lot of the early 2000 Reebok um, experiments that, like, they had like blocky. It was it was really weird, um, and they went back to a lot of classics. 
Like, the Sabres went back to the royal blue. Um, the Flames got rid of the black. Um, the Senators went back to their early 2000s look that was really good. Um, there's, like, a lot... There's a lot of good they did. And for, like, their gimmicky jersey... So, like, the NBA does City Edition jerseys. The NH, the NFL did Color Rush, which was such a disaster <laughs> that it only lasted two years. And people still have their Color Rush jerseys, but it's not, like... In a f- yeah, it's, it's alternates at this point. Yeah. Um, but the Reverse Retro series for the NHL has been awesome. Like, those are good jerseys that are selling a lot. Like, the Adidas has done a lot of good things, and it's sad that they'll no longer be providers because Fanatics is bad. They historically have not been great. Their quality, poor. I think it was like a Canucks jersey, and it was just like, it might have... Who used to be the Whalers? Uh, Hartford Whalers turned into Carolina Hurricanes. I think it was a retro jersey for the Hurricanes, and it was just whales in blue and green, and then a picture of an orca, and it was just it was disgusting. Can you grab me that jersey? Yeah. Someone, I wonder if this is a Fanatics uh, authentic jersey. It doesn't matter anyways, because I got it from China. So, it's going to be... So it's definitely not authentic. <laughs> yeah, this one's China. But I know my Adidas authentics are a lot better. Um, the issues that you're going to see with a lot of Fanatics jerseys is one right here is this sleeve is way too long for no reason. Um, like, they got proportions wrong. The logos are not sewn on correctly. Um, there's just there's a lot of issues. Well, are you sure that's a Fanatics thing? Because did you get that off? This this is China, but yes. Because my Mike White jersey that I got from China, the proportions on that are terrible. The sleeves are like long sleeves. But it's it's almost the same like there the issues that you see out of Fanatics is the same issues that you're getting from the Chinese overstock DH gates of the world. Yeah, it's cheap made. Yeah, it's it's cheap. It's not it's not good. Um the only difference between what they're doing and what they're going to be doing is they're now moving from fan stuff to game-worn stuff. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see how they adapt. Right. I feel like that contract's going to run out really quick. Especially it's not. It's a 10-year contract. Yeah, but you could always... There's always a way to, to get out of it because if the yeah. players aren't happy, then their teams are obviously going to get pissed and not make... Well, so here's the thing with the NHL. The players can be unhappy... But the NHL doesn't give a shit. Right. Fair. I mean, there's also been, like, Brad Marchand, you hate him or you love him, but he speaks the truth a lot of times. He also brought up the fact that um, a lot of the Olympic issues, but he also brought up the issue of the All-Star game. Now, if you look at the All-Star game for the NFL... They have been in mostly Orlando. Last year they were in Vegas. For years they were in Honolulu. Um, Nice places, right? The NHL, 
Where's the last one? Was it in Jersey? Winnipeg. Oh, I thought it was in Jersey. New Jersey. Like, yeah, it's good for those fan bases, but at the same time, you want to treat your players well. And if you're going to do an all-star game, maybe go to Tampa. Yeah. Maybe go to Dallas. Maybe go. go Vegas. Vegas, yeah. There is a lot of teams in California. Los Angeles, Anaheim, which is basically Los Angeles, San Jose. I mean, you could go to New York City. You could go to New York City, but but, but here's the thing. All the All-Star games are kind of in the same place. No, not the same place. Same time. So it's like early February. I don't think I would want to be in New York City in early February. That's no. Mm-mm. No. Like it's it's a lot of these guys chance to like take a break. Now, it's also in the middle of the season. So when these guys are doing their all-star break, the rest of the league is taking a well-needed vacation and break, like actual break. So these guys are basically being told Hey, good job on making the All-Star game. We're going to make you work more. Let's go to Edmonton and deal with snow and more hockey. Right. Like, who wants to do that? No one. Probably the Canadians. They can yeah. opt out, can't they? Of playing an All-Star game? Yeah, I mean, it's not a good look. Yeah, but... It, it's all politics at yeah. that point. I feel like the NHL is like like a tier below the MLB cause like I feel like the MLB doesn't give a shit about you unless you're like an all star like you're in, I'll just pick the low hanging fruit if you're Aaron Judge yeah. or if you're like uh, Otani or or Bryce Harper you're somebody yeah. like that that's when the M- MLB cares but I mean you can sit in double A ball or triple A or single A you can sit in those and never make it to the majors I'm saying if, if Connor McDavid is publicly saying, hey, I want to play international hockey. You let him play hockey. You let him play international <laughs> hockey. Well, back to what Nate was saying, you could say that with any league. It's just simple marketing. The, the league's going to And that's that's what the NHL player. That's that what the NHL is awful at, is marketing. When's the last time you heard about a big hockey game? Oh, yeah, never. Exactly. I mean, Have you heard about big NFL games? Yeah. yeah. I even hear about big NBA games. I don't follow the NBA. Yeah. Like, so there's there's also that point. NHL recently ended their contract with M- NBC and NBCSN. Now, a lot of people thought that was a good move because they moved to ESPN. And it's the first time ESPN has had the NHL in a very long time. With that, almost every single game is on ESPN+. And if you are from that area, it is blacked out and you can't even watch your own game. So you have to get a VPN in order to watch your team play hockey. And a lot of local market stations are now starting to die off. So like... Those markets, when you have those local stations dying off and you can't 
market yourself correctly. You can't get these big games on actual ESPN when at sometimes it's just like Sports Center. Like yeah. throw a fucking hockey game on. Whoa. And at that point, what you're doing is actively losing money. And TV revenue, what does all that money go to? Salary cap. So if you can't get a good TV deal, all of a sudden, you can't pay your players. So the way that NHL has like run their business and treated their players, if they don't fix their shit soon, it's going to be very bad news for the NHL. I think another league might... Some. That might be another league career. It's gonna be like the the thing with golf, like or like MLIB or league. lacrosse too. Yeah. yeah, I mean lacrosse did the same thing where like the MLL had really really bad TV rights and uh, they didn't have health insurance and they didn't have benefits and they weren't getting paid salary and then a bunch of the guys said fuck this we're gonna make our own league we're gonna get our own TV rights and then they ended up you know doing well. Yeah, and if the NHL doesn't fix their shit soon, I I think you're right. I think that there's a good chance someone else decides to step up. Or do you think it could be like, you know how the NBA has you can go play overseas? It's not as uh, yeah. So that's basically the KHL, which is the Russian league. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys, if they don't make an NHL roster, and they think they can get more money in the Russian league, they'll go there. So, like, for example, Lawrence Pilot uh, was on the Sabres, and the Sabres were a shit show, and he got a three-year deal with a Russian team. Now, he couldn't come back to the NHL until that deal was over or it got voided. Um, so, yeah. So do you think that, like, they might make a European league that might rival the NHL. I think the Russian league is probably the biggest rival at the moment. Um, I don't think... I think the talent for the Russian league is just below the NHL. Um, The issue is getting into world politics, it's Russia. No one wants to play in Russia. (laughs) <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to play there either, especially just. I mean, I feel like it's depressing. The, uh, there, there is, there, there's a war going on. No. Like no, no one no, wants. No, no, no. To Who go? cares about the war? It has got to be depressing. Who wants to move to Russia and be under Vladimir Putin? Yeah, when I think. But of... also, like, there's also a war. Who? <laughs> I, I don't give a shit about the yeah, war. It's yeah. not in Russia. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I it's, mean, still, it's below them. I mean, which way is Ukraine? Don't worry about <laughs> it. You're saying already dumb shit already. I mean, um, there's people who've defected from Russia to come play in the NHL because they are being drafted. Wasn't a Panarin? Wasn't Panarin? Panarin said some things about uh, Putin, and then there was like a whole. Um, sexual scandal revolving Panarin that was, like, created by Putin to get him, like, canceled and fired and, like, returned to uh, Russia. 
And there's been times where if you, like if Alexander Ovechkin gets asked about anything Russia, he has to basically say how much he loves his country. Because if he doesn't, he still has family in Russia. And if he doesn't speak nicely about the Russian government, well, now all of a sudden your family's at risk. Yeah. Oh, my Hockey! God. <laughs> only, only in hockey. Yeah, it's crazy how all that censor, like censoring, works too. Like I, there's a so you know how the uh, Chinese president or whatever you want to call him just met with Putin and called him my dear friend. Yeah. So we saw a video in marketing. It was like um, a reporter going around to like Chinese people, and it was pretty much everyone was saying that uh, Putin was a righteous and good person and all these different things and then blamed the U.S. for the war in Ukraine. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have to start getting off of politics here. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about UFC. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like combat sports in general last weekend was probably one of the best weekends for ever. It was wrestling, yeah. I mean, Friday night we got to see Spencer Lee Spencer Lee lose. lose. And oh, my God. I, I've been trying I to... I have never seen... I didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen. I've been trying to explain to people, like, how big that is, and the only way I could explain it is him losing to even a four seed with how good he is is bigger than any one seed losing to a 16 seed in the basketball it's tournament. It's twice as big. The, the gap between him and then even the second guy was ridiculous. So for him to get caught in the end, that's crazy. And what really sucks is he went from almost being enshrined in history by being one of now what would have been six four-time NCAA wrestling champions Nope. to one of just a mix of people who have won three times. Yep. And most of those people who won three times won three times because they won sophomore through senior year, not freshman through junior year, and then lost, lost their senior last. year. That's yeah. heartbreaking. And then I keep seeing all these people on Twitter trashing him and his mom for him not... Barstool. Going for, yeah. Barstool. That like, is crazy. what? He is a barstool athlete. Yeah. What did Barstool do? They, he, he is a barstool athlete, and they were shitting on his mom because his mom broke the glasses after he got upset. Like, that's crazy. Well, she also competes in, like, uh, jujitsu yeah. and stuff. I saw she, a video of a her ass. fighting, and yeah. I was like, that's not yeah. someone I no, want to fuck she's with. She's crazy, but I don't know. Like, you got to feel for the dude. Like, he was, that's the biggest loss of his life. And he'll never have a bigger loss. It's one of his only losses in his like, yeah. career, and too. His, that was, yeah. He was so dominant in high school and throughout his college career. Where did he go to high school? Uh, somewhere in PA. Because he, he gotcha. wrestled Austin DeSanto in, um the state finals like every year and then Austin Austin the won his senior year it was awesome loved watching that on YouTube they made Dayton Fix and Pablo oh no is it no it's Nick Serrani and Dayton Fix had the longest match recorded in high school yep. history yeah they went into like I think 8 or 10 overtime it was it's and crazy wrestling for 6 minutes is hard enough imagine doing that 8 more minutes right I go into 1 overtime and 
there's this thing in wrestling where you come off because you use so much grip strength. Your forearms will be so be dead. You, you <laughs> can't make a, a fist. Uh, he it's says so he bad. says overtime. Mine is four minutes. And you know what? Not dead. Because I, I was talking to this with one of our teammates actually. I was like, dude, why is your core so ridiculously strong? Like he was a he's a bigger guy. So I'm not like used to like the big guys being able to do like a lot of crazy movements during core. He's like wrestling. And then watching you do farmers carries for a ridiculous amount of weight, I'm like, why is he able to do that? Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, it's like full body like it's a full body sport. There's nothing like else like it. The positions that you're in that you need to get out of. But I mean and then Friday going into Saturday, we got to watch UFC all day because it was in the UK. It was on early. Yeah, they should Every, just keep having it in the oh UK. Oh, my God. Every, <laughs> that was nice watching the fights So at nice. One, and then the fights get over at, like, 7. But not just that. You can all, have the rest of your night exactly. and you're not asleep on your couch. All the fights were incredible, too. From the early prelims, the prelims on to the... Gaethje. Yeah, on to... That was crazy versus yeah. Fazeev. Um... And then Fazib really thought he won. Well, he couldn't see out of his eyes because his so eye was blood shredded. Covered. Wasn't there like a piece of his eye hanging out? There, no, there it was, was not like a tissue. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't his actual eye. It was like eye, eye, eye eyelid. I meant yeah. there was something hanging. Yeah, because yeah, there's a video where he gets punched in the face and you can see tissue fly off. Oh, so hard. disgusting. Yeah, I love it. There's there's nothing more fun than watching two grown ass dudes. Just beat the living shit out of each other with respect. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It, it's crazy to me. Because there's no emotion there. It's right. just all tactics. It's and incredible. You watch them and, like, it, like, they'll fight for a full, like, what, like, 15 minutes or 25 minutes, and then they hug after. And it's like, how are you doing that? You guys were just, like, fighting to the death, and now you're hugging each other? And it's like, Ben, you'd be perfect in the UFC, I guess. Shut up. Moving on. Moving on. I think we're gonna end. No! You call me Mike No, no, no. We are gonna end this podcast now. You guys are guests of this podcast. Ah, well, we can make fun of the host sometimes. It's all in fun. I'm, my nickname is Micro Marrero. You can take one. It's funny. All right. Well, on that note, go Bills.